Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide, Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance. There are hundreds, perhaps thousands, of different religious groups that seek to enlighten humanity with their teachings. From African tribal religions to Buddhism, to Hinduism, to Taoism, to Voodoo, there is multitude of spiritual movements that seek to enslave your soul. All of them are the same. In that they seek to draw you from the one and true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one true God who's revealed himself as Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Scriptures, my friends, warn us against those whom preach a false message of salvation or another Jesus. For believing in a false Jesus, believing in a false Messiah, Believing in a false message can result in dire consequences. You may be saying, Jay, what are you referring to? What consequences? Well, it's dire consequences. An eternity in hell for believing a lie. For believing a lie. The Apostle Paul warned us in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 in the Holy Scriptures about this reality. He says, I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may be somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Jesus Christ. For if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the one that you have received, or if you receive a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily enough. You know, these false spiritual movements, my friends, seek to lead you astray, to deceive you with their false Jesus, with their false Messiah, with their false message of hope. We need to be aware of these groups. We need to be aware of these religions. We need to be aware of these cults that reject the one and true God. On these series, a broadcast that I'm in the midst of, I'm hoping to shed some light 
to the dark teachings of the major false spiritual movements that exist in our world. I'll be exposing you to the teachings of animism, Buddhism, Hinduism, and Islam. I mean, these four alone are currently the largest spiritual movements in our world, which have led us for, I should clarify that, the four largest false spiritual movements in our world, which have led billions. We're speaking of billions. These four groups alone, billions of people on this earth have been led astray by these groups. These groups alone into spiritual bondage. And all four will be examined in the light of Christian faith. And we'll also be examining how demons are residing within each of these belief systems on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour explaining the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance. Toby Mack with a story of real-life Jesus freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. Yoon was an eager and curious teenager in China in the 1950s. When he heard about a book that told how to get to heaven, Yoon walked 35 miles to read it. As a new believer, he walked from village to village sharing the gospel. When the police tried to arrest him, Yoon recalled reading in 1 Samuel 21 that David had once pretended to be crazy to escape his enemies. So Yoon did the same thing, making such a spectacle that the police laughed and let him go. Yoon would later be arrested and tortured for his faith, but he would always remain crazy for Jesus. For more from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. exorcisms, I've come across a number of evil spirits, Islamic spirits, Hindu spirits, Buddhist spirits, spirits of animism. That's why I feel there's a need to expose you to the teachings of animism, Buddhism, Hinduism, and Islam, for these four are filled with evil spirits. And I'll explain why that is. But the fact is, they are filled with evil spirits. And you just entering a Buddhist temple, a Hindu temple, an Islamic mosque, you will open doors to evil spirits to invade your body. And oftentimes, God's grace, His mercy, His love, His power prevent many human beings from having evil spirits. Because of his, just, his great love and his mercy, his goodness. But we have dealt with many, many individuals over the years, all over the world, who have evil spirits because 
of these practices because they dabbled for a period of time into Buddhism or perhaps in some kind of some element of Hinduism. Perhaps you're involved in a sexual relationship with a Muslim, somebody who was a Buddhist, somebody who practiced some animistic practice at one point in their life. Perhaps you just entered a friendship, a deep friendship with somebody, with somebody who was a Buddhist, a Hindu. These things, these soul ties can create doorways for evil spirits to enter your bodies. There's evil spirits involved in these religions. Who do you think created these major false religions? Remember, these false religions seek to deceive. They seek to lead you astray. They seek to introduce you to other gods, to other truths that are not found in Holy Scripture. Who do you think is behind these religions? Think about it. Do you think it's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that's behind Hinduism? Of course not. Who is behind the idea that Muhammad is a true prophet of the of God. It's not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We do not acknowledge Muhammad as a true prophet. He's a false prophet. One that will lead you astray. That will open your life to evil spirits. I've dealt with scores, scores of individuals over the years. Perhaps hundreds of, of people. Because they were involved in Islam for a period of time, perhaps they were a devout Muslim. They attended the mosque faithfully. These practices open up to evil spirits, and I've dealt with these evil spirits, these Islamic spirits and these Muslims. But let me tell you, it doesn't matter if you've been involved in Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, animism. God loves you. God cares. And God will set you free. He will deliver you from these evil spirits. That's why we do these broadcasts, these live global radio presentations to present to you an opportunity for escape. Now, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ are commanded to test everything, to hold on to the good, avoid every kind of evil. So we're going to, in these broadcasts, we're going to test the four major spiritual movements that are in our world at this very hour against the sound doctrine of Jesus Christ. And we're going to clearly demonstrate how these religious groups proclaim a lie. Now, I'm not saying, please do not mistake me. Please do not misinterpret what I'm saying. I love these people, for God so loved the world. God loves everyone. God loves the Buddhist, the Hindu, the Muslim, the animist. God loves everyone. But we have a responsibility, those who follow the one and true living God, to rescue those who are perishing, to rescue those who believed in a lie. Because there are dire consequences for believing a lie, an eternity in hell. That's why there's an urgency, my friends. That's why there's an urgency. And these broadcasts, it's my hope and prayer that I can clearly demonstrate how these religious groups proclaim a lie. And I'm Speaking of four specific ones, animism, Buddhism, Hinduism, and Islam. And I've dealt with evil spirits. 
of all within these four different groups all over the world on many, many occasions. Now, the first step to spot to spotting, to, to trying to to uh to figure out what a counterfeit is, is to be so familiar with the genuine truth, the biblical truth, the Christian faith that is, that it becomes a second nature to spotting and counterfeit spiritual movements such as Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, and animism. Now, it's important to examine the truth first. If you look out throughout the history of the universal church, the body of believers, the body of Christ, it doesn't matter where they've existed on this planet, They've all centered on some basic truths that make up the true Christian faith. The essentials that are the measuring stick of orthodoxy. And I'm going to just briefly explain the essential beliefs as evident in Holy Scripture. And also, I might add, evidence in the inner testimony of the Holy Spirit within each believer. That there's, number one, there is the triune nature of God. There is but one God. He's the creator of heaven and earth, who's revealed himself in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The three persons are co-equal. They're co-eternal. All three persons are to be worshipped as the one true God. We do not believe there are three gods. We don't believe there's one million gods. We believe there is one God who has revealed himself. That's a key word. Who's revealed himself in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Who has revealed himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit throughout history? The Christian faith also, the essentials of the Christian faith includes also the deity of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God. Jesus is Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit born of the Virgin Mary, came in the flesh as the Son of God, was sinless. He suffered. He bled. He died on a cross for our sins, was buried, rose from the dead bodily, appeared to many, ascended to God the Father's right hand, and will return again visibly and bodily. That's the second essential. The nature of who Jesus Christ is. Now, thirdly, we believe in the deity of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not simply an impersonal power. No, we reject that notion. We believe he is God. With the Father and the Son, he is to be proclaimed as the one true God. And fourthly, the essentials, the foundation of our faith is centered on salvation, which is found in the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone. In the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone, who's God in the flesh. Jesus Christ, who's God in the flesh. Now, these essentials are critical beliefs of the biblical, historic Christian faith. And let me tell you, let me be very clear on this broadcast. Any faith movement, any group, any spiritual alternative movement, Religion that rejects any of these essentials should be accursed, as the Apostle Paul puts it in this way in Galatians 1. He says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there there's some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, 
preach any other gospel to you than the one that we have preached to you, let him be accursed, as we have said before. So now I say again, if anyone preaches another, any other gospel to you than the one that we have received, let him be accursed. Let me be very clear. One who does not have the true biblical faith, which contains these essentials, they are to be rejected. One who does not have the true biblical faith, as I referred to in just a moment ago, if they reject any of these essentials, these essential doctrines, they are to be rejected. The body of Jesus Christ must guard these precious truths and be willing to die for them if necessary. For the record, I stand. I stand for the above truths, and I've given my life to the defense of them. So on this broadcast, we're going to now cast the four major spiritual movements, animism, Buddhism, and Hinduism, Islam, these four major spiritual movements of our day, to the sound doctrine of the Christian faith. Let's test them to see if they're of God. Let's test to see if they're truly of God. Let's test to see if they will lead you to demons, if they will lead you to Lucifer, if they will lead you to the devil, if they'll lead you to hell. Let's test them tonight. I'll be right back after this brief intermission.
Michael Tate with a thank you to a small church in a faraway place as they demonstrate what it means to be a Jesus freak. It's 1991, Canal, Peru. Terrorists burned down their church and 17 houses, all belonging to Christians. Their pastor is murdered, yet the very next night, 30 of these believers gather fearlessly in the muddy street to sing praise songs, worship the one true God, and even pray for their persecutors. They live by the words of Paul in Philippians 127. Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Are you a Jesus freak? Go online to persecution.com. revealed in Holy Scripture. So who do you think this A-God is? 
There's only one God. There's the powers of the kingdom of heaven. The power of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The power of God's angels. And then, of course, there's the powers of evil spirits within the kingdom of darkness. These gods, <clears throat> since they're not the one and true God, by, by definition, they would be false gods. For they're not the one true God, they're the false gods. And who are these false gods but actually demons? You know, that's what the... That's the argument that the Apostle Paul made, my friends, to the church of Corinth. If you just look, and I'm going to turn to it real quick. Look at with me in 1 first, first Corinthians chapter 10. He says, therefore, my friends, flee from idolatry. Then he goes on to say in verse 20. That's a, he refers to the sacrifices of pagans, which are offered to demons, not to God. Offered to demons, evil spirits, and not to God. The, the sacrifices, the offerings. The sacrifices of pagans are offered to demons. These are pagans. They're offering sacrifices. Who are they sacrificing according to the apostle Paul? They're sacrificing to demons. To evil spirits, my friends. To Lucifer. Now, obviously, if you're sacrificing, if you're offering something to appease an evil spirit, just think about it. Just let's reason together. That will open a door for a demon to enter you. If you're in direct contact with him, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. So this dear man that I knew in Nigeria, he actually opened up a door, since he was misled. He actually opened a door for a demon to inhabit his body, and a demon did inhabit his body. You know, some tribes and animists believe they're gods living in stones and animals and in the water. God's Word tells us that animism ought to be avoided. If you look at one of the books that Moses wrote, Deuteronomy chapter 5, he wrote this, you shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything, in heaven above or in the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down before them or worship them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. So when it gets down to it, animism rejects the triune nature of God. They don't believe in the Trinity. They reject the Trinity. They reject the nature, the triune nature of who God is. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They reject the deity of Jesus Christ. They reject the deity of the Holy Spirit. They reject that salvation is found only in Jesus Christ. So animism fails the test on all accounts. Thereby placing this belief system in the kingdom of darkness. Do you see how this plays out? Since they are part of the kingdom of darkness, because they reject all of the historic tenets of the faith, of the Christian faith, the one and true faith, then obviously this is a system that belongs to the realm of evil spirits. And this whole philosophical belief system is indwelled. The very teachings are inspired by evil spirits. 
And if you embrace this doctrine of demons, you will find yourself inhabited by one of them. Let's move on. There's animism, but there's also other major religions in our world, such as Buddhism. According to one major Buddhist website, Buddhism is a religion to about 300 million people. I would say that it's anywhere closer to maybe four to 500 million people, half a billion people around the world. The word comes from Budai, to awaken. It has its, Buddhism has its origins about 2,500 years ago when the Buddha was himself awakened, enlightened at the age of 35. I'm going to tell you just the basics of the Buddhist philosophical beliefs. Buddhism teaches, teachings are rooted in the four noble truths. The first truth would be that life is suffering. That somehow it includes life includes pain, getting old, disease, and ultimately death. Second truth is that suffering is caused by craving and aversion. The third truth is that suffering can be overcome and happiness can be attained. That true happiness and contentment are possible. The fourth truth truth is that is that the noble eightfold path is the path which leads to the end of suffering. So naturally, you may be saying, Jay, what is the noble eightfold path? That's in this within the four noble truths well the eight the noble eightfold path is this and again this is according to the a major buddhist website the noble eightfold path is being moral through through what we say do and our livelihood focusing the mind on being fully aware of our thoughts and actions and developing wisdom by understanding the four noble truths and by developing compassion for others now, according to their sacred texts, Buddhism rejects the notion that there is a God and that he's triune. So essentially, again, Buddhism rejects the triune nature of God. They don't embrace the Trinity. They don't embrace the deity of Jesus Christ, the deity of the Holy Spirit, and that his salvation alone is found in Jesus Christ. So along with animism, Buddhism fails the test on all counts, thereby placing this belief system in the kingdom of darkness. Now, allow me to be very clear. There's, there's many good people within Buddhism. There's many good people within animism, very moral people, compassionate people, intelligent, educated people. But these belief systems do not offer them the way of salvation. For Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The only way you can obtain salvation is not through water baptism. It's not embracing any of the teachings within Buddhism. It's not offering sacrifices to a Hindu idol. No. It's by placing your faith and your faith alone in the living God, the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's more religious systems that dominate the world landscape. Hinduism, which is one of the largest religions in the entire world, with estimates over one billion adherents. They, it's said that Hinduism was birthed over 3,000 years ago. And it has followers 
from all four corners of the earth, which is true. I've traveled the earth. This is a very this is very true. You can find Hindu temples everywhere. Recently, I was in Australia, saw Hindu temples. I was in South America, saw Hindu temples. I've seen Hindu temples here in North America, in Europe, in Africa. Of course, in Asia. Hinduism is rooted in their sacred texts that comprise the Vedas, which promotes a, quote, supreme spiritual force called Brahman, with which an individual will become one after cleansing his or her karma through a cycle of birth, death, and rebirth, close quote. Now, what can be said to to be common to all Hindus, those who embrace Hinduism, is a belief in the natural principles and reincarnation, the rebirth, karma, cause and effect, which is a cause and effect relationship, and liberation from earthly matters of every soul through a variety of moral, action-based, and meditative yogas. Reincarnation, or the soul's transmigration uh, through a cycle of birth and death until it attains. The liberation from earthly matters is governed by karma. You know, the philosophy, my friends, of karma lays forth the results of free-willed and actions, which leaves their imprint on the soul. These actions affect the course of life and the form and the life path sought by the soul in its next cycle of life. They say the virtuous actions take the soul closer to the divine, to the divine supreme, and lead to a birth with higher consciousness. Evil actions hinder this recognition of the divine supreme and mislead the soul to seek knowledge through material experiences and various forms of worldly life. Now, my friends, for Hinduism, all existence from vegetation to mankind are subjects and objects of the eternal dharma, which is the natural harmony or law of the entity Liberation from this material existence and the cycle of birth and death to join or reach the universal spirit of God, depending on the belief, is known as Mukasha, which is the ultimate goal of Hindus. Now, my friends, inherent within the religion of Hinduism is the worship of other deities that are strictly forbidden in sacred scripture. If you see, you see it over and Beginning in the in the Torah, then moving on into the New Covenant, the prophets of old, the prophets of the New Covenant, the apostles of the New Covenant clearly teach that there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave, who literally gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. It's the Lord Jesus Christ who is the only mediator for man. No other so-called deity can open a door to a relationship with the eternal God. So again, we see Hinduism, as Buddhism fails, animism fails, Hinduism fails. The test on all accounts. Because they reject the triune nature of God. They reject the deity of Jesus Christ. They reject the deity of the Holy Spirit. And they reject the notion that salvation can only be found in Jesus Christ. So Hinduism miserably fails the test on all counts, thereby placing this belief system into the kingdom of darkness. 
oh, I wish I had hours and hours to go into depth regarding these belief systems. But let's move on to Islam. There was an individual by the name of Muhammad who, with the aid of spiritual forces within him, gave birth to the false religion Islam in 622 A.D., claiming millions, perhaps a billion around the globe. The Islamic faith essentially embraces the following tenets, and I'll go through them very quickly. A belief in one God, Allah in Arabic. Belief in all of God's messengers. Belief in Prophet Muhammad as his last messenger. Belief in all the books sent down to his prophets. The belief that the Holy Quran is only divine book in, in existence today. Belief in the existence of angels. Belief in the day of judgment, life after death, heaven and hell. Belief in the divine decree or predestination. It's good and it's bad. But the question I raise is that, yes, they believe there's one God, but who is this God they call Allah? Well, we see in the Quran that Allah is, uh, is sort of an unknowable God, where the God of the Bible is knowable. Allah tends to be revealed as impersonal, unlike the personal God in the scriptures that, re that reveal himself as personal. Allah is Unitarian where the God of the Bible is Trinitarian. That alone separates us and makes a distinction between the God, the one and true God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, for he's revealed as a trinity to the, the God of Islam, which is simply Unitarian and impersonal. This is what the Quran, Quran says about the God of the Bible. Believe in Allah and say not trinity. Ah, Say not, Trinity. Cease, it is better for you. Allah is only one God. Far, far is it removed from his transcendent majesty that he should have a son. So obviously they reject the son of God. Ah, the false god of Islam, Allah, who, who has revealed himself in the Quran, as not being triune nature, but as being simply as one. See, the God of is Islam is quite different from the God of the Bible. As the God revealed in the New Testament is the God of love. Who has sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on a cross. So you might be forgiven. Who rose again from the grave? So you can be saved from all eternity. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's the one and true God who's revealed himself as Jesus Christ. You know, holy God loves each and every one of us so deeply. His love is from everlasting to everlasting Allah is incapable of offering a loving relationship, but Jesus Christ, who is God, is quite capable of filling your life with his holy peace, his holy love and joy. You know, salvation for the Muslims is found in declaring that there is no deity except Allah and that, that Muhammad is his messenger. Well, Jesus Christ, on the other hand, says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You must confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. And you shall be saved. 
Islam rejects the triune nature of God, the deity of Jesus Christ, the deity of the Holy Spirit, and that the fact that the salvation is found in Jesus alone. Islam fails the test on all accounts, thereby placing this belief system into the kingdom of darkness. God, this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son, Jesus, as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. That's the true gospel. Jesus Christ. It's all centers in the crucifixion, on the cross, on the resurrection. Jesus being very God. God in the flesh. The God-man. He could save you now. Perhaps you're a Muslim, a Hindu, a Buddhist, an animist. I'm calling you, even now as you're listening to this broadcast, around the world. I'm calling you to a loving relationship with, with Jesus who cares for you. I've seen many Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists come to know Jesus Christ. Many animists come to know Jesus. You can too. Simply pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge you as the one true God. I believe in your death on the cross. I believe that you rose again from the dead. And I confess right now, Jesus is Lord. I want you to verbally confess that right now. Everybody who's listening to this broadcast, say, Jesus is Lord. You have been saved. And now, you belong into the kingdom of light. I bless you in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.